Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, saints of the Most High God. I thank you for being with us this afternoon on Blog Talk Radio. This is Thursday afternoon, and this is Kingdom Women Living for the King. And we desire, it is our desire and our prayer that men and women, because we know sometimes we have men that are also listening, uh, fathers and husbands. So we just encourage you, saints of the Most High God, we want to encourage you to walk in the Word of God, to be all that God has called, appointed, and anointed you to be. We want to empower you with the Word of God to be kingdom-minded, kingdom-minded in your home. We desire for you to be kingdom-minded in your workplace, be kingdom-minded wherever you go in society, wherever God takes you, wherever the soles of your feet tread today. Be kingdom-minded. Think about how you can affect change in the places that God will take you today. How can you bring someone into a divine relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You know, the greatest testimony that you can share with someone when it comes to bringing them into a a saving relationship with our Lord is to share your testimony. Talk about what God has done in your life. You know, share with them how God delivered you, how God set you free, how God blessed and, and, and restored your relationship. Talk about how he brought salvation to your husband or salvation to your wife or salvation to your children. Talk about how God healed your body, how he healed you of headaches or, or took you off the medication. You no longer need the medication. Uh, you no longer, uh, you put down the cane. Now you're walking right up and you no longer need the cane. You got up out of that wheelchair. You, uh, God brought healing to your back area. You know, you used to be bent over and you had, you maybe you had a car accident and, and your, your back was giving you problems after the accident, but now God delivered you. You know, sometimes we forget about the things that God uh, has done in our life and how good God has been to us. And that's the greatest testimony, not talking about what, what God said through some other person, but talk about what God has done in your life. It's okay to give them the scripture, but it's more real and will be more effective when you can talk about uh, uh, your life and, and they can see you. They, they don't know Paul and they don't know Peter and they don't know James and they don't know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they see you and they they know you. So talk about what God has done in your life and how God blessed your finances and, and how God blessed you with a job and, and how God sent money uh, out of nowhere and, and, and God brought deliverance in that court case and, and your marriage was on the brink of death, but brought, God breathed life back into your marriage. And so now you have a testimony. You are a living, breathing testimony. So share with someone today, wherever you go, let your light shine before men that they will see uh, your light and they will glorify the Father which is in heaven. Uh, we want to uh, tell you, share with you a few announcements. Um, if you don't have service on uh, watch night, uh, December the 31st, we want to invite you to be a part of our watch night service. Uh, we have an awesome word of God that always comes forth through our man of God, Dr. McKenzie. Um, he always go before God. He's fasting. He's praying. And, and you know, God has, us, uh, has been having us in a season of fasting and prayer and consecration. And so uh, he always get a word from God. Uh, he goes specific 
uh, specifically just to hear a word that God wants him to speak to you, uh, to us, to bless us for the new year, for the upcoming year. So if you're not having any watch night service at your church, we're not trying to pull you away from your church, but if you're free on that night, you can come and join us. We would love to have you. Uh, our service is, uh, will begin at 10 p.m., and we will be at Embassy Suites Hotel, and that's the airport location. That is The address is 3974 South River Drive, that's Miami, Florida, and the parking fee is $5. Also, we want you to tell someone about the broadcast. Let them know. Um, that God is speaking a word through uh, as you're listening to the blog talk radio. Share it with someone so they can be blessed as well. If if God has blessed you since you've been listening, then don't you want to tell somebody about the good news of the gospel and the good news that God brought to you while you were listening to the blog talk radio? Share it with somebody on your job. Tell somebody, tell your family members, tell your friends. Uh, let them know about the word of the Lord God that God is speaking to us and speaking to you on blog talk radio. Um, the next time you hear us on Blog Talk Radio will be on Saturday, and you will hear the Master Key releasing the supernatural, and that will be with Dr. McKenzie this Saturday at 12 noon to 1 p.m. Um, last week we had a couple of callers. Uh, um, they called in, and the man of God was able to pray with them and spoke a word to them. Uh, this past Tuesday, I believe, also someone called in for prayer. A couple of people called in for prayer, and uh, the man of God was able to pray for them. So don't be afraid to call we we uh deleted the uh the eight eight uh 800 number that we have. So we only have the one line now, which is the uh, guest call-in number is area code 347-237-5493. I pray that the joy of the Lord is your strength today. And I just want to encourage you that you are more than a conqueror. Why don't you go ahead and say that to yourself, that I am more than a conqueror. See, you're, you're, because, because you are a conqueror does not mean that things are not going to come and challenge you. Because they challenge you, you're standing on the word of God that you are more than a conqueror. It doesn't matter what, what's going on. You, you, you're basing that upon the word of God. Amen. The word of God cannot fail. God's word has already gone out concerning you. And so we have to grab hold of the word of God, embrace the word of God, believe the word of God, and know that this is who we are in Christ Jesus. God said that I'm more than a conqueror. So nay, Paul says nay, and all these things. What things? The things that come to challenge you. If something is going on concerning Concerning your marriage, you are more than a conqueror. If whatever is going on concerning your children, you are more than a conqueror. If something is going on, the, the enemy is challenging your finances, you are more than a conqueror. You know you've been faithful in paying your tithes and giving your offerings, then guess what? You are more than a conqueror. If the enemy is challenging you on your job, you are more than a conqueror. If the enemy is challenging you in your body, you are more than a conqueror. It's too late. <laughs> I heard Dr. McKinsey say that. And I'm going to adapt that saying as well. It's too late, Satan. The word is already out. I am more than a conqueror. Nay, in all these things, what things, whatever things that, that's going on, whatever is challenging you at this time, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus because he loved us. Amen. Uh, we want to encourage you with the word of God today. Dr. McKenzie recently shared the scripture from the book of Joshua, the first chapter, and read verse 8 concerning, we're familiar with that passage of scripture. It says, this book of the law, and this is the uh, amplified version. It says, this book of the law shall not depart 
out of your mouth. Out of whose mouth? Out of my mouth. Out of your mouth. What book of the law? The word of God. The Bible. God's law. God's decrees. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. You're going to meditate how? Day and night. That you may observe to do. You may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Now, let's uh, break it down here. It says the book of the law, God is speaking here. And if you go back up and you read verses 1 through 7, you'll see how God is encouraging Joshua, Moses' minister, the one that preceded Moses, the leader. Moses had died, and then God was encouraging Joshua. Joshua was the leader, and God was getting ready to, uh, God was raising him up. He's already in this position of leadership. And so God is encouraging him. My servant Moses is dead, it says in verse 2. And then he says uh, in verse 1 uh, that Mo the death of Moses, God's servant, and then it says the Lord said to Joshua. So God is speaking here to Joshua, the son of Nun. And then he's encouraging him. In verse 5 he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. And then he tells him in verse 6, be strong. In other words, Joshua, be strong. Be confident. Have good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to your fathers to give to them. And then he says in verse 7, be strong and very courageous again. And then in verse 8, he tells them how he is to be strong and how he's to be very courageous. And then he says at the latter part of verse 7, he says, you're going to prosper wherever you go. But then in verse 8, he tells them how he's going to prosper. Many times we all want to be prosperous. All of us want to be successful. Uh, if you were to take a poll right now and ask the average person, do you want to be successful? They're going to tell you yes. They may not want to be out in the forefront being a leader, uh, being a the president over a company, uh, but they do desire to be successful and to prosper. But this is how we're going to have success, you and I, by following the same principles that God said to Joshua. There's no ifs and buts of, of, about it. There's no, no, no way around it. God said in verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you're going to meditate. So we want to look at how we meditate. We want to look at that word today concerning meditation. Meditation is good. All biblical meditation there is. I remember Dr. McKenzie ministered a message years ago called Change Your Image, you change your performance. In other words, it's my uh, responsibility to change my image. How do God see me? That's the way I should see myself. How do God see you? That's the way you should see yourself. And if you don't see yourself the way God sees you, then most likely you have an erroneous uh, image about yourself. But if you see yourself based upon the word of God, then it's because you have applied biblical principles to cause you to see yourself the way God sees you. And that's having the mindset of God. So if you change your image, so this is what God is really saying to Joshua. Joshua, change your image. 
and you're going to change your performance. If you change your image, Joshua, and see yourself being strong, see yourself being very courageous, then you're going to prosper wherever you go. You're going to have good success. You're going to deal wisely. You, Joshua, are going to make your way prosperous. Why? Because you have changed your image. Because why? You begin to meditate day and night on the Word of God. You meditated day and night and saw yourself doing the Word of God. You observed to do. You observed how. You observed it in your image, in your mind's eye. You observed it in your spirit as you meditated on the Word of God. So this is what God is saying to all of us. We know that we're already in our due season and our set time. So if we are already there, then I need to change my image. I need to see myself because maybe my circumstances, you know, manifestly haven't changed. And maybe I'm still going through the same thing on my job. And and maybe my finances haven't increased manifestly. But we know that God has already moved and God has already spoken. So I'm just waiting for the manifestation of it. So in the meantime, while I'm waiting, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to meditate on what God said. I'm going to muse. David talked about that in the book of Psalms, uh, and we're going to get to the book of Psalms in a little while. But David began to say how he's going to muse over the word of God. He's going to meditate. He's going to ponder in his heart uh, what God said. He's going to think about it. He's going to reflect on it. He's going to go over it and over it and over it. It's just like rehearsing it. You know, you're, you're constantly putting uh, the, you're constantly hitting the rewind button and you're constantly going back over and over and over and over again. Remember when we had the uh, cassette tapes and we wanted to listen to something again? What did we do? We hit rewind. <laughs> and then when we hit rewind, it what, what happened? It go back it rewind, right? It goes back to what, you know, to the place that you wanted to listen to over again. And so sometimes that's what we have to do in our mind's eye, in our spirit. We got to hit rewind. I got to go back over what God said. I got to rehearse what God said. I got to remind myself of what God said. Because when I don't remember what God said, that's when I forget. And that's when I, the enemy comes in and then I, you know, the thoughts come in, what is if this and what if that? Well, what if nothing? Let me go back over what God said and let me rehearse what God said. Let me reflect on what God said and remind myself of what God said. Let me look back over it. Let me write it down and read it out loud so I can encourage myself, so I can meditate on it, so I can make my way prosperous, so I can have good success in everything I say and everything I I do. Why? Because I'm meditating on the Word of God. Uh, change your image, you change your performance. The powerful message from uh, the man of God. If I change my image, and the only way I can change my image is because I begin to meditate on the Word of God. So here in the book of Joshua, the first chapter, God is the one that is telling uh, Joshua, this book of the law, it's God that's speaking to the man of God. And he's telling him, this is how you're going to make your way successful. So God is speaking to us and letting us know that this is how we're going to make our way successful if we meditate on the Word of God. If I meditate, if I think about God, I remember my husband did a message uh, uh, concerning the Holy Spirit, and he began to talk about in the morning time, when you arise, uh, the first thing you should say is, good morning, Holy Spirit. 
and and that's giving that that's reminding me my flesh i'm re- putting myself in remembrance of the presence of the holy spirit that i need the holy spirit i can't do anything apart from the holy spirit i need the holy spirit i'm going to be talking to him the holy spirit throughout the entire day lead me holy spirit guide me holy spirit and the only way that can happen is because i purposely intentionally deliberately put the holy spirit in my thoughts I begin to invite him into my world, and I begin to meditate on him. And as I'm meditating on on the Holy Spirit and I'm meditating on the Word of God, then the Holy Spirit is showing me how how the picture works, how he's showing me how to be that servant. He's showing me how to be that wife. He's showing me how to be that mother. He's showing me how to be that sister. He's showing me how to be that daughter. He's showing me how to be the servant of the Most High God. He's showing me how to be loving. He's showing me how to be kind. He's showing me how to apply the word of God into my life. I heard uh, Dr. McKenzie mention something also uh, in the message, uh, the, na- uh, the anatomy of man, and he began to talk about how the word becomes flesh, uh, and he began to break it down to us and, and share with us that the only way the word can become flesh is when you and I begin to apply that word to our lives. So when I apply the word of God to my life, then I can make my way prosperous and and have good success as a wife unto my husband, as a, a, a mother unto our daughters, uh, as a servant of the Most High God. Why? Because first thing I did was acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence. And then I began to take the Word of God. He's a quickening spirit. So he began to quicken the Word of God to me. And he began to remind me and, and cause me to reflect back over the Word of God. And then I see myself doing the Word. I see myself applying the Word even before I do it. So when the situation arises, when I get home, I automatically begin to walk out what I already saw myself do. And this is how the meditation is going to help me. So I need to practice biblical meditation, uh, meditating on the Word of God, reminding myself of what God said. And you know what? Meditation doesn't happen if I'm not intentional. I have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. You and I have to carve out some time. I heard Dr. McKenzie uh, mention this also concerning meditation, that we have to uh, 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 set aside some time so we can uh, use that time, whatever allotted time, five minutes, ten, ten minutes, whatever it is, use that time to begin to meditate. Don't allow anything else to come in into that picture except what I'm meditating on. So I can take the Word of God and begin to meditate and, and rehearse that Word. Uh, hit rewind and go back over what God said uh, and go back over what, how God told me to apply it uh, and what God told me, how He told me to do it. Uh, uh, remind myself of the word. So I have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. And you know something else? We have to be deliberate. If we are not deliberate, it is not going to happen. Let's go, if you will, if you have your Bible, uh, Psalms, the first chapter. And here's a, a, a very good passage of Scripture, and you're familiar with this passage of Scripture in the first chapter here of the book of Psalms. Um, and then we're going to go over to uh, Psalms 119. Uh, but in Psalms 1, it begins to talk about, and I'm going to read that from the Amplified Version. It says, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly 
following their advice, their plans, and their purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the markers gather. Verse 2, but his delight, whose delight? The one who is blessed, the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So it's talking about two different men here. Uh, it says in verse 2, again, but his delight and desire, notice his delight and his desire are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, habitually ponders, habitually studies by day and by night. Now, that sounds like what God just told Joshua in the book of uh, uh, Joshua, there, the first chapter in verse 8. He told him to meditate day and night. Now, here in verse 2, David says he meditates. And how does he meditate? Habitually. That means he has made it a practice. It's a habit. He does it. it, it it's natural for him. And it, it's natural for who? The man in verse 1 who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He don't follow their advices. He don't follow their plans. He don't follow their purposes. He don't stand in their path. Why? Because his delight, see, the one that does uh, follow the plans of the, of the ungodly, that's their delight. But the one who does not follow their plan, that's the blessed one. And that's the one that verse 2 is talking about, that his delight and his desire is in the law of God. In other words, this man has come to the place, or a woman has it's come to the place that he has a love, a passion for the Word of God. You know, I, I um, heard my husband say something one day, and he said it many, many, many times in the past. He loves God more than he loves me and the girls. And I understand that now. I understand that. I understand that relationship with God is what's going to make our relationship uh, as husband and wife work. And what's going to make his relationship as a father to our girls, that's what's going to make it work. The foundation of all of our relationships is our relationship with God. Our relationship with God makes all the other relationships work. And I hope I said that right. But the foundation of every relationship should be our relationship with God first, and then all the other relationships spring out of that. Because I can't be successful as a wife if I don't have a successful relationship with God. I can't be successful uh, as a mother to our daughters if I don't have a successful relationship with God. I can't say that I love our girls if I don't love God. I can't say that I can be uh, effective and, and flow as a servant of the Most High God and minister life unto my husband and, and minister unto him uh, and be a servant unto him and be a submissive wife unto him. I cannot do any of those things and function without my relationship with God. So my delight and my desire, and only God can do that, only acknowledging the Holy Spirit, only crying out to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will help us. He will show us how to do it. He will show me how to be a wife. He will show you how to be a wife. He will show you how to be a mother. He will show you how to be a husband. He will show you how to be a father. He will show you how to be a servant. If we acknowledge him and turn to him, then we cry out to him, and he will help us. 
He's not going to, he's, he's our helper. He's not going to do it all for us. We, we can't be lazy about it. We have to show him that we want it. And so I show God that I want it because I'm going after him. I'm learning how to, I'm setting aside some time and I'm learning how to meditate on the word. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to stay focused on him. I'm learning how to acknowledge him in all my ways and allow him to, to, to uh, direct my path. I'm turning to him him to show me how to be how to be that wife to my husband, how to be a mother to our daughters, how to be a servant of the most high God, how to be a sister to my siblings, how to be a daughter, how to be a goddaughter. I'm asking him to show me how to be a good employee. I'm asking him to show me how to to be, to be a good worker for him, to be a good worker in society, to be a, a, a good servant of the Most High God. I'm asking him for his help, so I'm crying out to him. And so he will help me if he sees that I'm going after him. Many times we have a greater passion for other things than we do God. And, and we have it, that's, that's the wrong way. That's, we need to reverse it. We need to have a greater passion for God than I do for any other thing. And then everything else will work because of my great passion and my great love for God. So here we see in, in verses 1 and 2, this is talking about, and in the whole chapter here, uh, chapter uh, uh, 1 of Psalms, it's talking about two different men. It's describing two different people, one that's wicked, one that is walking uh, in the counsel of the ungodly, but one that is blessed because he walks not in their counsel, but he has found delight in the law of God. And in the law of God, he meditates. His delight and his desire is in the law of God, is in the word of God. And then it says, and on his law, his precepts, his instructions, his teachings, uh, he habitually, in other words, he's made it a habit. This is something that he do uh, every day. This is something that he do night and day and, and in the middle of the day. He does it, you know, throughout the day. He's meditating on the word of God. He's meditating on the decrees of God. He's meditating on the precepts of God. He's meditating on the instructions of God. He's meditating on the teachings of God. And he's meditating day and night, going over and over and over. What is he doing? He's rehearsing. He's reminding himself. He's reflecting on the word of God. And if he's doing that, then guess what? He can't help but to make his way prosperous. He can't help but to have good success because in the law of God, we will find our success. Amen? In the word of God, you're going to find your prosperity. What does it profit the man to gain the whole world? But he loses soul. So we don't want to lose our. We don't want to. We don't want to profit this whole world. You know, have so much profit in this whole world. But then I've lost my soul because I had my priorities in the wrong place. And then in verse three he says, "And he shall be like a tree. He who the one that delights and have his desire in the word of God. He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tendered by the streams of water, ready to bring forth his fruit in its season." And what season is it? We're in our due season. Our due season is not coming. Our due season is already here. We've been told that from the man of God. So we're already in that season. So the one that is meditating and it has found his delight and desire in the law of God, he's going to be in his due season. He's going to bring forth fruit. So get ready, ladies and gentlemen, to bring forth fruit 
because you have found your delight and your desire in the word of God. It says also, its leaf also shall not fade or wither. And everything he does, everything, not some things, not part things, not 99 and a half, it says everything he does shall prosper and it shall come to maturity. Why? Because he has found his delight and his desire in the law of God. I remember when my husband and I first got married. My husband has always been a man of prayer. Uh, he's, he's always been a man of the word of God. And he's always been one that, that I've known to just love God and go after God with all, you know, all his heart. And uh, when we first got married, we used to have prayer. Uh, and right after, shortly after I gave birth to Ebony, I would wake her up. We would get up early in the morning. And we were living in the uh, in the ball halls at that time, and we were uh, Ebony was a baby. We get up early in the morning before I went to work, before I took her to the babysitter, and we come in the living room in our townhouse, and we would be walking back and forth, just praying, interceding, doing battle. I didn't leave Ebony in the in the uh, in her crib. I would pick her up and have her right along in that atmosphere of prayer. And I can remember there would be times that my husband would stop, uh, you know, we would stop walking back and forth, and he would lay hands on her, and he would begin to decree and declare the word of God over her. We did that with all of our girls. Even when I was carrying them, we would have prayer, and he would lay his hands on my stomach, and, and he would intercede and pray and decree and declare the word of God, and we even do that to this day, you know, still praying. Uh, sometimes, you know, the, the schedule doesn't always meet for us to, you know, do it every day like we used to do in the past, um, but, you know, we still pray, and, and helping our girls to have their own relationship with God. Our girls, our daughters, our children need to learn how to meditate on the word of God also. They need to learn how to trust God and have a relationship with God and talk to God. And they will find, they come, you'll find that if you encourage them parents to do that, you will find your girls, your, your, not just your girls, but you will find your children coming to you from time to time telling you, you know what, Mommy? You know what, Daddy? Guess what God just said to me? Guess what I heard God say? You know, God told me to be kind and, and to write a card uh, for the one, the, you know, the person in school that's been mean to me. So I think I want to, you know, write this card for her and give her this card. And, and I'm going to take it to school tomorrow because I heard God say that. And then your child come back home and say, guess what, Mommy? You know, she liked the card. And she said she's going to be my friend all because you help them to have a relationship with God and you help them to meditate on God and meditate on the word of God and meditate on seeing themselves uh, being kind and seeing that person being kind to you, seeing your seeing yourself do the right thing. In spite of that person being mean to you, you still do the right thing. And this is something that I've uh, heard Dr. McKenzie say many, many times, and we've also encouraged our girls. Always keep your heart clean. And meditation is going to help you keep your heart clean. Because why? God is going to be reminding you, the Spirit of God in you is going to remind you, uh uh uh, get that out of your heart. Don't have unforgiveness in your heart. Forgive that person. Forgive that sister. Forgive your brother. Forgive your mom. Forgive your dad. Forgive your children. Don't have any unforgiveness in your heart. Meditation is going to help you because the Spirit of God in you is going to be constantly talking to you. And you're going to constantly see yourself doing the Word of God. And He's going to be reminding you. Now, it's one thing for the Spirit of God to remind you, you and I. And it's another thing for us to obey when the Spirit of God reminds us. So we want to obey, not just be reminded, but we want to actually go and do the Word of God. So then in verse 4, it says, Not so the wicked. Those disobedient and living without God are not so, 
but they are like the chaff. They are worthless, dead, without substance, which the wind drives away. In other words, they, they go with the flow. They go with whatever comes today. They go with it, whatever goes. They go with it, whatever the flow goes. And because they do not get the godly advice, they are walking after the advice of the ungodly. And their plans and their purposes will fail. But those who walk according to the word of God find his delight, her delight and desire in the word of God, the precepts of God, the instructions of God, the teachings of God, the decrees of God, the one that ponders and meditates and studies the word of God day and night throughout the day, you're going to make your way prosperous. You will have good success because the word of God is your success and the word of God has already gone before you. And then in verse 5, he says, therefore the wicked, those disobedient living without God, shall not stand. But we don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on verse 1 through 3. Your delight, your, my delight must be in the word of God. All biblical meditation is to point me to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's to show me God. And when I see God and when I understand the word of God, I can apply the word of God. And you and I, you can apply the word of God. And you and I can be successful in whatever place God has called you. You can be successful as a wife because why? You're meditating on the word of God. You can be successful as a father, as a husband. Why? Because you're meditating on the word of God. And remember we said that you have to be intentional. Meditation doesn't just happen. You and I have to make a decision to meditate. Just like we make a decision to get up and go to work. I make a decision to go to the gym. I make a decision to go get my hair done. I make a decision to go get my nails done. I make a decision to, to go and go shopping to the mall. I make a decision to do whatever it is I want to do. I have to make a decision to build up my spiritual life. I make a decision to build up my natural life. I'm making sure that this outside man is looking good. But what about the inside man? What about the internal man? What about the not just the external man, but the internal man? How is your internal man? Is your internal man looking like a pencil, very skinny, very small, and then the outside man is all jolly and, and festive and looking good and smelling good and, and got the nice hairstyle and a nice outfit on and the nice shoes, uh, platform shoes, wedges, whatever you want to wear, uh, uh, whatever it is that you have on. But the inside man, the internal man is just small like a pencil, very skinny. But we need to learn how to meditate and be intentional on meditating on the Word of God. So verses 1 through 3 is showing us the one that meditates on the Word and the one that does not meditate on the Word. And the one that meditates on the Word is going to find themselves doing the Word, applying the Word. They're being obedient to the Spirit of God as the Spirit of God is showing them. And as they do that, then they're going to make their way prosperous. They will be like the tree that's planted by the streams of water, ready to bring forth fruit in your due season. Why? Because you're meditating and you have found your delight and your desire. Your delight and desire. You enjoy it and you desire it. I can remember when we first got uh, married and, and I would have these times, uh, my times with the Lord and, and uh, would be praying and, and I find myself uh, when I would be getting up early in the morning times. I remember one time my husband said to me, I would be getting up early, going to the gym. And I remember one time my husband said, how is it that you can get up so early to get dressed, to go to the gym, uh, and you have time to go to the gym, but I don't see you spending no time with God? I don't see you, you know, going in there and, and, and having prayer and, 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 and uh, developing your relationship with God. And isn't that something how we can find time to do everything else except 
spending time in the Word of God. We can find time to go to the movies. We can find time to, to go get our hair done. We can find time to whatever it is we want to do at our expense. But what about me sacrificing my flesh, denying my flesh, so I can build up my spirit man and I can be the woman of God? If you're not the woman of God or the man of God that God has called you to be, it's nobody's fault but your own. Nobody's fault. I can't blame my husband. You can't blame your children. You can't blame the boss on the job because they're giving you so many hours and you're working a lot of overtime. Uh, you can't blame nobody but you. It's your fault. So we want to change that. And we want to make sure that nothing takes precedence over our relationship with God. Because that's the only way we can make our way successful, by meditating on the Word of God. And as I meditate, I'm meditating to observe, to do, so I can make my way prosperous. This is what God told Joshua, and God is speaking to us today to learn how to have biblical meditation on the Word of God so we can walk in our due season and be successful. Now, if you have your Bible, let's turn to Psalms 119. And I'm going to, uh, it's several scriptures here in the book of Psalms 119 that talks about meditating. And David here, this whole book of Psalms 119, this whole passage uh, is just awesome where David is describing how he's running from the enemy and, and how the, he embracing the word of God. And, and he calls the word of God, the decrees, the laws, how he's, he's kept his precepts. He's, he's given the word of God different names, which he's still talking about his relationship with God. And one time he even says how if your law, uh, not your, if your law, but in, in one passage of scripture, he says, because of your faithfulness, you afflicted me. But because I embraced the word of God, the law of God, the word of God kept me. Because I, in other words, David was acknowledging, I, God, I know you love me. And that's why you afflicted me. It was in your faithfulness. Because you love me. And even then, I recognize your hand. And because I recognize your hand, I still grab hold to your word. So I just want to go over a few passages here uh, from Psalms 119. And the first one is, look at uh, the 15th verse. He says, David says, I will meditate on your precepts. In other words, the word of God. And I'm going to have respect to your ways, the path of your life marked out by your law. He says, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to take the time to meditate on your precepts. And, and as I do that, then I can have respect uh, uh, to your ways, God. I can, I can walk in that path that pleases you. I can walk uh, according to the, to the way that you, desire, that you desire for me to walk. I can walk in that way that's not, that I'm not going to sin with my mouth and I'm not going to sin by something I do because I'm walking in that path because why? I'm meditating on your precepts. And then he says in verse 16, I also have in here where he says he talks about delight. Because remember, we just saw that in Psalms uh, 1 and 2. He says his delight and, and his desire. So in verse 16, he says, I will delight myself in your statutes. One definition of the word delight is to enjoy. In other words, David said, I came to the place that I delight. I enjoy spending time in your word. I, I, the, at the beginning of our marriage also, I can remember, and not so much at the beginning, but, you know, throughout our relationship, my husband and I have been married going on 26 years, so 25 years, uh, and throughout, uh, you know, our uh, marriage life together, I've seen my husband many times spend hours in his office 
just reading the word of God. He he just you know sometimes I pass by his office and and sometimes I just see him sitting there and I know he's meditating or the spirit of God is speaking to him. Uh, and sometimes I pass by by you know pass by his office again and and then he's reading and and I used to admire that and I still do. Uh, but that is that's a pattern for me. That's to help me. He's showing me and the girls how to spend time, how to enjoy. Spending time with God, how to enjoy meditating, how to enjoy just you and God. Just like I enjoy my husband, then I should have a joy for God. Just like I enjoy going out with my husband and spending time with him and the girls, I should have that same joy and even greater for God. Then, you know, not looking at my watch and wondering, well, how much longer do I have to sit here in this bedroom and, and, and behind closed doors and, and meditate? No, 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 no. But I'm sitting here because I enjoy it. I delight, you know, and I've grown to that place. I, I, I want to, you know, enjoy God's presence and, and enjoy listening to him talk to me. And so here David said, I will delight myself in your statutes. In other words, this is something I have chosen to do. He says, and I will not forget your word. And see, when you and I are not meditating on the word of God, is it a possibility that we forget the word of God? Absolutely. Because we don't remember what God said. But that's the, that's the purpose. One of the purposes of meditating is to remind myself of what God said, to remind myself of his promises, to remind myself of what God, his commandment and what God said he would do, to remind myself to obey the word of God, to remind myself to do the word of God, to remind myself that God loves me. So I've chosen to delight in his word. I've chosen to enjoy him. And it says here uh, in verse 23, he says, Princess also sat and talked against me, but your servant meditated on your statues. In other words, I didn't let what they said bother me. And you know, the enemy is going to always talk. The enemy comes to do three things, steal, kill, and destroy. So he, he, that's his, that's his uh, purpose. That's his job. <laughs> so my job is to find myself meditating on the word of God. And don't even pay attention to what Satan is saying, what the enemy is saying. I'm not going to even worry about it. So David said, they said, and they talked about me, but guess what I decided to do? Meditate on your word. And then in verse 24, he says, your testimonies also are my delight. Your testimonies, your word. He said, they are my counselors. In other words, David is saying, I don't make a move without consulting the word of God. And that kind of reminds me of my husband also, because I would see my husband, you know, from time to time, I would ask him, um, sweetie, is it okay with you that I uh, go get my hair done? And, and I can remember a time my husband would say, I'll get back with you. And I used to be thinking, well, you got to get back with me. My hair needs to be done. <laughs> Why you got to get back with me? It's just a yes or a no. But now I understand that. <laughs> and my flesh used to be stirred up. But, again, I understand that now because why? The Spirit of God could tell him no because God is trying to protect me from something. And if I'm a true servant and understand that God is doing it because he loves me and I trust my husband, bottom line, then I won't get upset if he say no. Well, okay, thank you. Uh, let me go find something else to do. And, and at the right time, you're going to let me know when I can go get my hair done. And when God sees the way is clear, guess what? He's going to speak to my husband, and then my husband say, okay, Kathy, go ahead and get your hair done. So, so I'm learning how 
to just trust God, to just rest. And in this season of, of prayer and meditation, this season of fasting, then God is speaking. And again, when God is speaking, I want to obey. You want to obey. We don't want to just let God speak and we don't do. We want to obey when God speaks. So in verse 24, David said, your testimonies also are my delight, and they are my counselors. And then in verse 27, he says, make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on and talk of your wondrous work. In other words, David is saying, if you help me to understand your word, God, then I'm going to meditate on your word, and then I'm going to talk about your word. I'm going to talk about how good you are. I'm going to talk about how wonderful you are. And then in verse 28, he says, my life dissolves and weeps itself away from heaviness. Raise me up. And I put this scripture in here. He says, David says, strengthen me according to your promises of your word. Now, David can only say that because he's been meditating on the word. He, he's not going to say that if he hasn't been meditating on the word. But out of this meditation of the word of God, David said, you know what? I find strength in the word of God. Just like I delight in the word of God, now God strengthen me according to your word. And then in verse 35, he says, make me to go in the path of your commandments. For in them do I delight. In other words, help me to walk straight in the path that's going to please you. Help me to walk straight in the path that I will find myself walking in the fear of the Lord and the reverential holiness of the Lord. So help me to walk in that path, God, and then I'm going to delight in your word. And then he said in verse 38, establish your word and confirm your promises. And again, David only said that because he was meditating on the word of God. And look at verse 47. He says, for I will delight my Myself in your commandments, which I love. David constantly said how he's going to delight in the word of God and he's going to meditate in the word of God because he loved the word of God. And then in verse 48, he says, My hands also I will lift up in fervent supplication to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Uh, again, David is talking about how he's going to meditate on the word of God. And then in verse 68, he says, I am a companion of all those who fear, revere, and worship you and all those who observe here's that word observe remember God told Joshua you're going to meditate so you can observe to do and then David said I'm going to observe and give heed to your precepts why because I've been meditating and now you're, you're through my meditation you show me how to apply the word how to do the word and so now I know how to observe your word how to do your word and then in verse 70 he says their hearts are as fat as grease their minds are dull and brutal but I, I delight in your law. I delight in your word, God. I find delight not in the other things, uh, but my delight is in your word. And then in verse 77, he says, Let your tender mercy and loving kindness come to me, that I may live for your law. Your law, your word is my delight. And then in verse, one, uh, in verse 78, David says here, let the proud be put to shame, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate on your precepts. I find it fascinating how even when the enemy was coming against David, David turned to meditation. David turned to delight in the word of God. He didn't, he didn't try to 
take vengeance upon himself. David did, and we're just talking about this passage of scripture because we already know how David had a man killed in the past. When, so we're not talking about that. I'm talking about this passage of scripture where David is crying out to God because all of us have missed God. All of us have been there, done that. He can tell a story about how we sinned against God. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about how David right now is crying out to God and showing how he loves God and he desires to meditate in the word of God. So David said, they dealt perversely with me, without a cause, the proud. He said, but I meditated in your word. And then in verse um, 83, he says, for I have become like a bottle in the smoke in which it hangs. Yet do I not forget your statutes. Why didn't David forget the statutes? Why didn't David forget the word of God? Because he was always meditating on the word of God. See, we don't have no excuse. We can't say, uh, we can say it, but we really don't have no excuse. You know, I forgot. Well, the reason why we forgot is because we did not find delight in the Word of God and we wasn't meditating. We've been reflecting, uh, pondering, going back over, rehearsing over and over the Word of God. That's why we forgot. That's why we, we miss God, because we wasn't meditating on the Word of God. And then in verse 92, he says, unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. So we, he, David said, if your word had not been my delight and it, it would have been other things, I would have died. <laughs> I would have missed God. I would have been dead, but I found delight in your law. When I was afflicted, David says, I found delight in your word. What is that saying for you and I? In your affliction, do you find delight in the word of God? In my affliction, do I find delight in the word of God? This is what, uh, and we've shared this several times, but this is what Dr. McKenzie and I did. When all the hell broke loose against us last year, we found comfort and delight in that season of prayer and fasting that God had us in. In that time of meditation, in that time of turning to God, looking to God, in that time of walking in forgiveness, see, the, the word of God is going to help you. God is going to, the spirit of God is going to remind you, forgive don't hold it in. Don't walk in pride. Humble yourself. Uh, love. Don't hate. Be kind. Do good. The word of God is going to remind you. Because why? You're meditating. So if you're meditating, God is constantly going to be speaking. He's constantly talking. He's constantly, like somebody said, uh, downloading to you. The computer is always on. And so God is always speaking. And then in verse 93, David says, I will never forget your precepts. How can I? For it is by them you have quickened me. You have given me life. Isn't that awesome? David said, I'm never going to forget your law, God. I mean, David said, Why? I mean, how can I? Because I'm always meditating on your word. Uh, your word has quickened me. Your word has given me life. Your word has given me hope. Your word has restored me. Your word has uh, rejuvenated me. Your word has caused me to live. So why would I forget your law, God? I would never forget your law. And then in verse 97, David said, oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation all day long. I'm sitting here meditating all day long on your goodness, God. I'm meditating on your kindness. I'm meditating on your love. I'm meditating how you blessed me. I'm meditating how you healed me. I'm meditating how you've given me finances, how you blessed me, oh God, in my finances, how you blessed my marriage, how you blessed my children, how you blessed me with a roof over my head, God, how you blessed me, oh God, that I can buy, I can stop at the gas station and I can fill my car up oh God I'm not taking anything for 
granted, oh God. I'm not becoming familiar with your blessings, God. I thank you every day. And that keeps you humble, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. It keeps you humble. It keeps you always acknowledging God and focusing on God and not focusing on man, but you're always focusing on God. And then in verse 98, David said, you through your commandments makes me wiser than my enemies, for your words are ever before me. Why? Because I'm meditating on your words. So because you, I'm meditating on your words, David said, you made me wiser than my enemies. Do you understand that? The enemy think he, he, he's got one over on you, and God said, no, he don't. Then just constantly meditate on me, and I'm going to make you wiser than your enemies. Awesome. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then in verse 99, and this is why I believe the wisdom of God came to uh, Dr. McKenzie, my, my husband, my man of God. I believe this is why the wisdom of God came to him. Because in that time of meditation, in that time of meditating on God, probably when he was at the gym one day, because he's always speaking about how God is always talking to him when he goes to the gym. And in that time of meditating on God, God said, you know what you need to do? You need to go on a fast. You go on a 40-day fast for these people. And in that 40-day fast, God began to move. God began to speak. And we began to walk in forgiveness. We were calling out their names. We became wiser than the enemy. <laughs> and that only came through the meditation of the word of God. And then in verse 99, David said, I have better understanding and deeper insight than all my teachers. Because your testimonies are my delight. In other words, the wisdom from God came to me because I meditated. The wisdom of God, the heart of God, the thought of God, the mind of God came to me. David is saying, because I meditated on the word of God. And then in verse 109, David said, my life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. God, I'm not going to forget your law. Why? Because I'm meditating. Verse 141, he says, I am small, insignificant, and despised, but I do not forget your precepts. Verse 143, David said, trouble and anguish have found it and taken hold of me, yet your commandments are my delight. And then in verse 148, David said, uh, my meditation, he said, my eyes uh, anticipate the night watches, and I am awake before the cry of the watchman. <laughs> this is awesome here. He said that I may meditate on your word. In other words, David said, and we know watchmen were totally different than what we call watchmen today. But David said, I'm going to be awake before the watchmen wake up, because the watchmen back in the Bible day, and the biblical watchmen, uh, according to the Old Testament, the watchmen was uh, was awake uh, throughout the, uh, every hour, and they warned the people of the upcoming pending destruction from the enemy that was about to come. So David said, I'm going to be up before the watchmen. Why? Because I want to meditate on your word. He says, my eyes anticipate. In other words, I look forward to the night, God, when I can meditate. I can lay before you, and I can cry. And not just say, well, you know what? I had a terrible night of sleep last night. I didn't even sleep. I just was tossing and turning all night long. No, I'm not going to toss and turn anymore from this day forward. I'm going to meditate on the Word of God. I'm going to meditate on God. I'm going to keep my eyes awake and think about God and think about His goodness, His love for me, His kindness, and how good He's been to my husband. I healed my husband. I healed my daughters. Uh, how He delivered us. How He set us free. How He blessed us. How He brought us into our due season and set time. Hallelujah. And then in verse 153, David said, Consider my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. I do not forget your law. Verse 174, David said, I've longed for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. And verse 176, our last scripture, David said, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. 
Seek, inquire for, and demand your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. And you know, I went back. Now, all of these verses was in the uh, Amplified Version. And I went back over and I counted. David talked about the word meditation eight times. Eight, it means what? New beginning. And I believe that's a word for you and I today, that if you and I will begin to meditate on God throughout the day, Eight times, be let it be eight times that I meditate on God. It could be more, but let it be at least eight times that I meditate on God throughout the day. Then God is going to cause me to walk into that new beginning that God has for me in this due season and this set time. I'm already in the due season and set time. And God is going to bring about a new beginning in my marriage. And God is going to bring about a new beginning in our relationship. God is going to rekindle that passion and that fire that my husband and I have for one another. God is going to bring about a new beginning in our relationship with our girls, Ebony, Ecstasy, and Imani, and God is going to bring about a new beginning in their relationship with God, and God is going to bring a new beginning to Panorama, and God is going to bring uh, a new beginning for every member of Panorama that's obedient to the word of the Lord God. God is going to bring about a new beginning in our finances. We're already in our due season and our set time, and God is manifesting a new beginning because why? We've chosen to meditate on God. We've chosen to set our thoughts on God. We've chosen to be intentional. We've chosen to delight in God. We've chosen to be deliberate in our meditation on God. While I'm driving my car and I'm going home, I'm meditating on God. While I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking, I'm meditating on God. While I'm pressing my husband's clothes, I'm meditating on God. While I'm serving my husband, I'm meditating on God. And I know this is just, this is easier said than done. So that's why it has to be intentional and it has to be deliberate. And only the Spirit of God can quicken you, like David said. Only the Spirit of God can cause you to delight on the inside. God will do it on the inside of you. God will cause you to change your image so you can change your performance. You and I have to make a decision that I'm going to meditate on God. I choose to not forget the Word of God. I choose not to forget God. I choose to, to delight in God. I choose to fall in love with Him. And listen what David said. He's made me wiser than my enemies. He's made me wiser than them. They thought they had one over on me. They thought they were getting over on God. They thought they could manipulate me out of the plan of God, out of my destiny. But because I was meditating on God, God said, no, 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 no. This is what you do. Now, you just walk over here and you take care of such and such. And this is how God is going to make you and I wiser than our enemies. Because why? We're meditating on God. We're finding our delight in God. We're finding that we're falling in love with God all over again. But it begins with you and I meditating on God and being intentional. Remember verse 2 and remember what God said to Joshua. God said it to Joshua, not anybody else. Only God said it to Joshua that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you're going to meditate on it. How? Day and night, day and night, over and over, during your lunch break, meditate on God. During your breaks, meditate on God. Uh, when you're going home, meditate on God. When you wake up in the morning, meditate on God. When you're going to the gym, meditate on God. When you're going to get your hair done and you're sitting under the dryer. You know, ladies, sometimes we have to go to the to uh, get our hair done and we're sitting under that dryer and sometimes it takes 30 minutes, 45 minutes, depends on the length of your hair. Amen? And you're sitting there under the dryer. Well, use that time to meditate on God. When you're getting your pedicure, 
Meditate on God. When you're getting your nails done, meditate on God. Whatever you find yourself doing, I'm deliberately making myself meditate on God so I can focus on God and I can be that servant. I can make my way prosperous be wise and I can be have good success because I've chosen to meditate on God. Well, I pray that you were blessed and you were encouraged as you heard the word of God. Change your image, change your performance. Start meditating on the word of God. By one quick announcement, we just want to remind you about watch night service on Monday, December 31st at 10 p.m. Come join us, if you will, at the Embassy Suites Hotel uh, at 10 p.m. That's the Miami Airport location. The next voice you hear on the Master will be Dr. McKenzie on Saturday at 12 noon, the master key, uh, liberating and unlocking the real you, encountering the supernatural as we release the supernatural. God bless you. This has been your host, Kathy L. McKenzie. God bless you.